bitch. Ah, you know what old Jack Burton always says at a time like this? When you have to shoot, shoot, don't talk. Bitch, the Chicago. Hello everyone, what is up? It is me, Ewan, and welcome to a new episode of the We Love Dad Movies podcast. It's kind of been the season of Predator for the past couple months, and given the podcast has only been around for three? Are you okay, honey? I think I think I have a fever, and the only prescription is more yautja. <laughs> but yeah, we're going to talk about Prey this week, and joining me today is the wonderful Xander Garden. I'm back, baby, and so is Predator. In... Pray for. <laughs> Pray for. We will go with that. Yeah. Yeah. I was so excited for this movie uh, since it was it was announced like last year, and we got the first trailer earlier this year. And um, yeah, uh, as someone who you know, Predator is one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, I don't need to establish any of this. Because... Let it be known, he's not shut up about Predator Two. I haven't since, since he saw it, which I I missed that episode. Even though he's like... not shut up about it, <laughs> he's in a real predator mood right now. Yeah, it's because it's it's one of the best franchises ever, and and I one of the reasons why I thoroughly enjoyed Prey is because it kind of launches out of Predator Two's ending. I don't want to tr- I don't want to give away too much Predator Two Predator Two's ending because you haven't seen that yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but just know that it whips ass. And uh, so you've told me at every single yeah, waking moment. Exactly. It's great. But yeah, Prey um, from Dan Trachtenberg uh, is a prequel to the original Predator. It takes place in the early 18th century and follows a Comanche warrior played by Amber Midthunder as she comes up against an early incarnation of the Alja. Um, and the movie owns, folks. It, it, it's really good. I think we kind of come at the pod. We, we were, we were going to do this over the weekend. And then had a case of the sads. Mm. And then this week, it's also been kind of that way. But we've played some more multiverses. <laughs> we've been watching some old Looney Tunes. Mm-hmm. We're mentally feeling re-energized. But there was a dangerous period at the beginning of the week because the discourse around this movie was beginning to approach nuclear levels for me. And by that I mean is, not only do you have all the weirdo chuds going, the woman fought the predator! And then conversely, you also had people in the complete opposite direction going, this is better than the original Predator. And I'm like, stop clowning. Let's not, let's not get carried away. Let's let's not get carried away, folks. Prey is very, very good. But is it Predator good? Five star good? No, 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 no. no. But it's great. It's a great time. And I think, I think why people have grown so fond of this movie I, I i suppose is is because as we talked about this a bit earlier and it's been hard to not talk about this movie before coming on the pod um is that it is essentially kind of a a, a reinvention of the the format of the first predator movie in that you kind of have this this established group of, of warriors in this case uh native americans uh in 1719 um and you know you have this this early version of the predator so on the twitter thread we were just looking oh at, yeah the designer uh, the designer i'll get i'll get up his how... name now um michael vincent who yeah. was hired um to design the creature for this one and yeah it looks so cool sorry yeah and he it's deliberately designed so that it's kind of a different um uh, predator evolutionary strain in a different in a different climate um, and what's so fascinating about it is not only does it kind of build upon the law of the, the predators of the species, but also it 
um, is it, you know, the from what we know, the first encounter that Predator's ever had with humans in some capacity. And I think that's what makes this movie so fascinating in terms of Predator lore. Um, but also because it's kind of a reinvention of the format of the first Predator movie where you have the alien come down, um, starting to hunt humans and the people have to figure out what to do to um, track it and kill it. As they quote in the movie, they couldn't help themselves. If it leaves, we can kill it. If it leaves, we can kill it. Um, but done in quite a, u- a unique way. And I think especially with the within the context of the movie, having a Native American cast and um, a, a, a movie about Native Americans that has little to do with colonialism. It had some in there, but oh, no, definitely totally. not as much as other, other movies it's defi- love to I hammer think the, home. I think the difference is, is that even though colonialism is a key theme in this movie... Um, it's not. It's not sent. The story of the Native American characters in, isn't censored around that. You know, it's not. It's not about the colonial experience, quote unquote. It is very much the, about uh, environmental and, tears. Well, and this, yeah. is, this is the interesting thing: is that you know, it, it, it's set in seventeen nineteen, when obviously colonization of, of of the Americas had begun at that point, but not on the scale that we see in most fiction. Um, you know, and it, it's interesting here. You know, they come up against. French colonial settlers, um, who yeah, and, and we'll we'll go into the themes of the movie and how the predator kind of both is you know similar to the colonizers in this movie, but also um, isn't. And I think that's one of the most interesting parts about it. But we, we will be going into spoilers as well. So if you haven't seen Prey, please do watch it because yeah. you've all got Disney Plus or Hulu. Just go watch it. Yeah, you're all in the mouse's grip. Don't try and act um, like you and aren't. And it's good we did wait to an extent to record today because as we found out it is uh star slash hulu's highest the biggest movie yeah premiere. why didn't you put this in the cinema mickey you <laughs> prick <laughs> i've got words for the mouse man i'm sorry like the day that predator isn't a movies and that the movies movie and it becomes a I streaming thing say, yes. and, and that's annoying to me and i and I, I do have to say like i enjoyed this movie a lot it's a nice looking movie but watching it at home even with like the big virgin soundbar on and the lights off and you know everything giving it that full treatment on the friday night that it came out um i will say that i probably ended up enjoying it less than i otherwise would have done in the movie uh, in the movie in the in the, in the cinema <laughs> oh god get out of there <laughs> <laughs> the movie you, the last action hero but pray yeah <laughs> um but you know what i mean like it it, it was it's such a gorgeous movie um and i was watching it and i was like damn this would have been so much different if i saw this on like the biggest screen possible because you have all these amazing um you know sweeping shots of like the american landscape it's an absolutely gorgeous movie um there are some clunky parts that we'll get to in discussing the action and maybe elements of the cg as well Mm -hmm. um but overall you know it's a stunningly shot movie and in the western tradition as well like you you would look at this and go this looks like a western epic at times and you spoke earlier on about you know reinventing the predator wheel as it were um it's almost kind of like beat for beat similar to the original predator as well though because yes. like you know the, the the genius of the original movie is that it starts out like a conventional action movie and then decimates these guys whereas with this it feels like it starts out almost like i can't say a traditional western movie because very very few of them spotlight or revolve around native american characters but you know it's it's very much the, you know the, the the core the core brilliance of predator is that like it's other people doing their shit and then the Predator shows up out of nowhere to fuck up their shit. Yes. So the main kind of... The, well, the initial kind of story beat is you have Amber Midthunder's character, Naru, 
Um, she is part of part of this Comanche tribe, and she desperately wants to be a hunter because she's gathering. Uh, she's gathering. She doesn't she, want to be she, gathering. She is gathering, and her older brother Tabe, who's played Dakota Beavers, brilliant. Beavis, um, is like, hey, no, totally, you can come, you can come with us and help us hunt and stuff. The other, the other lads are like, oh, I don't know about this. You've got to have a sprinkle of misogyny in there, as you do with these things. Um, and they go to hunt down a, mar- a mountain lion, and she she gets fucked up <laughs> basically. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he kills the lion and is like, look, you ain't cut out for this. It's not, this ain't how it's gonna go down. Um, and at the start of the movie, she sees what she thinks is a thunderbird in the sky, which is actually the predator ship. Mm-hmm. coming down dropping off their one lad <laughs> onto earth to do his little uh, uh this is my scout sc- pressing the little butt yeah. button thanking the predator bus driver <laughs> yes, as he gets off yeah uh, and then from there people start getting fucked up um and weird stuff starts happening you know she notices um skinned snakes and large footprints that are bigger than a bear's um, and because she's a really good tracker, everyone else is like, well, no, it's just a big bear or whatever. Don't mm. worry about it. And she's like, no, this is weird. Like, I need to look into this. And of course, she's desperate to prove herself as well um, to, you know, to a fault. And that is her one character flaw, character yeah, yeah. really, is that um, she's so determined to do this that she doesn't, doesn't care about the consequences as her brother reminds her. Yeah, totally. And I love the way they, they set up, the, they establish the Predator in this. Um, it's so good. It's 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 really cool. And I don't know whether this is like, they're, they're going for the whole, this is the first time the Outja came to Earth or not. Because I know there have been comics that have taken place, you know, years before this or whatever. Um, but I do like the idea of it being that, because when it arrives, it works its way up the food chain. You know, it, it, it's observing everything. It's looking at how, you know, wildlife exists on this planet. So, you know, it starts out looking at a little rat that gets messed up by a snake. And he kills the snake, takes its skin. And you get the then upgrades to a wolf, a wolf who's been trying to get uh, a rabbit. And then from there goes to a bear and then to, to humans. And at the same time as this is happening, the film is also seeding the other threat, the other unseen or off-screen threat, as it were, which is the, the French colonizers. You know, when she's out first practicing hunting, um, the dog, I've already forgotten the name of the dog. The dog is beautiful. And fun fact, the dog was not like a trained dog. I think there was like a new one, very uncooperative during filming, but they managed to get a lot of good scenes out of it. Um but, you know, the dog gets injured by a bear trap and there's this great kind of environmental... Well, I can't say it's environmentalist core, but there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a... It's environmental th- story. There's, there's a theme of nature to it all as well. You know, having a respectful relationship with nature, which neither the predator nor the, the, the colonised, yeah. the, the colonialist, um, you know, French settlers actually have you know they massacre an entire field full of of, i think it's bison yeah and they're not using the anything of it and there's that lack of that through line between the predator and the colonizers is the lack of respect for the the indigenous surroundings yeah the dog's name is sari yes yeah um but yeah what's so, so great about that bison scene is that at this point naru has not seen the predator like she's just trying to track down whatever it is that is out there and she comes across this this field of skinned bison, um, and it's like horror, horrifying Red Dead Redemption two flashbacks. Mm. Um, and she does like a little ritual for it, and then she leaves. And you go like, ah, oh, because you've not seen the predator at that point, and you don't really know about the colonizers yet. You, you kind of go, oh, that's that's fucked up. Like, look at all mm. these massacred bison. 
And then the predator comes and then he's observing that and you go, oh, someone else did this. Mm-hmm. And at that point, we weren't sure if like any, you know, anybody else was going to turn up. But we were like, oh, this is really cool that it's just kind of like an undercurrent threat. And obviously they do show show, mm-hmm. show up, but there's really, it's just a really interesting kind of dynamic going totally. on where the predator is also kind of figuring this out. Because I think there is that quite obvious parallel between both uh the main characters and also the predator which i feel is a little too on the nose i i think and maybe in a way i would have liked to have not seen the french characters in person because i feel like it kind of added to that sense of of mystery but i do i do think it's done in quite a an interesting way because the director dan trachtenberg Trachtenberg, the stuff he's directed in the past was like things like 10 cloverfield lane which obviously was a unique kind of take on that kind of uh, that mythos, if, if you will, and he also directed one of the better episodes of uh, Black, Black Mirror, Mirror. Um, and he also did a, a Portal fan film back <laughs> in the day as well. So it's clear he's quite interested in taking these kind of universes and taking his own kind of un- unique spin on it. And I think there are there is some. I I, I feel like it, it, it's a little bit the allegory is a bit is a bit on the nose for for me, which is why I don't think it can be fully up there. But I think what they do with that and what they do in an interesting story driven way is is good. You know, it's a tight one hour forty minutes, as all Predator movies are. It's nice and uh, to the point, and that is a detriment in in some as- aspects. I feel like the first thirty minutes is a bit slow, and then um, it gets to a rushed kind of plan, and, it, and it, it gets very rushed near the end. But there's a lot of effective setup and payoff throughout the movie as well where Nara's learning or teaching herself how to be a better fighter and she's she's shown as being very resourceful and a lot of that comes into play when she goes to fight not only the uh, the predator but also the colonizers as well who end up capturing her and her brother yeah and this is a this is a good segue because we talked a little bit about how the predator um is reflected in the french um you know settlers uh, in terms of their lack of respect for the land, you know, using these animals for trophies rather than, you know, for actual sustenance mm-hmm. or whatever. For their skins. And yeah, he's it's basically, it's all yeah. trophies to them, which is the same with, you know, why the Europeans are there. They're there to get rich and, you know, to also subjugate people, which we see, you know, they capture um, Naru and then, like, um, they have that great moment where they basically use um, both her and her brother as bait. And, you know, they, they're they fully prepared to murder her while she's in captivity, you know, unarmed. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Predator arrives, you know, the, the Frenchies are expecting him to take the bait and to, to kill, you know, both of them. <laughs> and he's like, no, but he's, he's got like, the guns. <laughs> yeah, it's like, no, he doesn't see them as a threat. So I think it's interesting is that, you know, the Predator in no way in this movie is treated as if they are, you know, um, a redeemable figure. They're, they're basically a sap. They're, they're an alien that is like, you know, their whole thing is that they do messed up things. You know, they're hunting people for the thrill of it. Um, but they have but, a but, sort of code to them as well. Well, that's what I was going to say, is that, like, there is, at the same time as that is happening, um, even though he is desecrating the land, he will not sink as low as the Europeans are in this scenario. Because they just think they're hunting another animal. Yes. And so they think, oh, we're going to put out some some bait mm-hmm. um, and, you know, we're going to use live people to, to do it. And then you have this great this great scene where he comes over and just massacres them. Interestingly, the other day, before we watched Prey, you watched Shane Black's The Predator. Oh. <laughs> oh, I, God, people. And I caught the last 30 minutes oh, God. and was like, wow, this is 
dog shit. Yeah, it's bad. Um, and I asked you if you felt that Prey was more violent or bloody than The Predator, and you actually said yes to it. Yeah, I do, respect. and I think it's... Um, there's, there, there are frustrating elements about the action in this movie to me, because I feel like there are some great action set pieces and some wonderful choreography. I love the final confrontation between uh, Beavis's character and the Predator when they're on the camp. Uh, I love that scene so much. You know, it's a properly well-shot fight scene. And there are some great gory moments in this as well. You know, I do think it is probably the most violent Predator movie. You know, there, there are some messed up bits in The Predator, but because it's so gloopily cgi <laughs> it doesn't really land. And I think to an extent you have a bit of an issue here where, you know, it shows some really dark stuff and some really, you know, gruesome creative kills but sometimes that's kind of blurred by like shaky cam or in it's some instances really quick editing or like you know really fast-paced editing or like some blurry cgi so the big thing the big markdown i have for this movie is that even though the action is really good in places um i feel like it wasn't comfortable lingering on some shots and i feel like there were times where the editing was so fast-paced i struggled to keep track of what was actually happening in an action scene which was annoying because i felt as though it was all very well choreographed and that kind of fast-paced editing technique is usually done to disguise poorly choreographed yes, action yeah. you see it a lot of time in like marvel movies or like kind of you know mid-tier action blockbusters. <laughs> yeah or like you know like a steven seagal movie or whatever um but with here you know i didn't feel like there was there was no there was no need for it like, it almost you know, you feels like they knew they were directing a predator movie and so they were like we can't have it over two hours cut that cut it mm, cut it down <laughs> any, yeah. any millisecond cut it out and yet it, it feels like it does take away from the action because a lot of the stuff that i enjoyed most about this movie is kind of as much as i complain that sometimes it is slow um that kind of introspective kind of uh, I was going to say slow burn, but it kind of just the, anti- slow burn the anticipation and kind of the build, the build up, and you get to the action, and it's over almost so quickly. Which is why I think one of the best scenes is the scene where the predator is killing all the uh, the, the French colonizers because there are, as you say, some really creative kills in there, and it takes its time. Mm-hmm. It's it's not going at a hundred miles per hour, which I feel unfortunately the final fight between Naru and Predator is. Um, and it's such a shame because it's over so quickly. Yeah. Um, again, that it's kind of, it's kind of replicating the the first movie where you know Arnie's uh, the last one alive and he's kind of taking his time building all these traps and stuff and uh, then he fights the predator one on one. He covers himself in mud so he can't be seen and they get rid of their weapons and it's a really long kind of last third act that I want to say feels like it's like fifteen twenty minutes mm-hmm. long and here. It, it's i don't even know if it's like five or ten it just goes really quickly and like i feel like it's just it's just kind of abrupt um i was gonna i was gonna go somewhere before this i i wanted to talk about how you know we mentioned earlier on how good the predator design was i love the evolution of the actual gadgetry that the predator has on hand in this movie um you know where it is all super high tech and stuff but it's like there's kind of like um you know it's it's very much the precursor to to the to the guys we see in the original Predator movies where, you know, they've, they've all got, like, you know, metal armor and whatever, whereas this, it looks like it's carved out of bone. And, yeah, you know, it's got, he like, has, a like, shield that's also, re- like, really sharp. Yeah, so like, ra- rather than having, like, a plasma beam or whatever, you know, he has, like, uh, laser-guided arrows and stuff. And I love all that. I think my favorite kill in the movie is during that French massacre where he throws the combusting net 
the, the contract the constricting net yes. on that guy and it just turns him into a big water mince beef mm. or like a, a freshly peeled mango yeah mm. yeah Tasty. but that, that was good and yeah no like it, it, it's, a, it's an up and down thing for me because the action is compelling in places but I totally felt in some scenarios that you know it just needed a little bit more um I just, it just needed to linger a little bit more I'm not saying that I'm kind of like I needed to see more guts and blood or whatever I just needed to be able to track the the trajectory of individual fight scenes because there was a really cool moment where he pulled out a knife and stabbed someone and for a second I was like that kind of looks like a little, you know, the precursor of the face hugger. Mm. No, the, no, the, po- no, the, the chest burster when it's running yeah. around. It kind of looked a little bit like a tiny xenomorph skull mm. with like a little spine on the back. But I couldn't tell. Thing moved so quickly. I was like, oh god. And there's that really good bit at the end as well where she bite, uh, she she rips off one of his mandibles and stabs mm. him in the face. But it just happens so quickly. I was like, you need to like linger a little bit. I more. almost wonder if it's because the Predator is CG for a lot of this movie. Yes. Uh, there is a practical suit. Oh, totally. You can, you can tell. Mm-hmm. Um, a basketball player played him. Yeah, and you... I, it's weird to say, because obviously we watched it on our big-ass TV at home and not in a cinema, whether how no, much more noticeable it would be, or if they would put more money into making it look better if it was for a wide, you know, a wider release in the cinemas. Um, but you can definitely t- tell, like, the CG at times. And it's not bad, but you, it's just quite noticeable. I just, miss a, just, I just miss eyes, a, but... a practical creature at times. Yeah. Like, when they show off, and I think, you know, it's, it's, because, it's difficult because, like, a lot of this is practical. You know, a lot of the fight scenes are practical. And, like, there are obviously some things that you are going to have to do with CG. Um, but the unmasking scene in particular, I'm fairly certain that's CGI. Yes, You've got a CGI yeah. creature there. I would have liked to have seen some animatronics there, you know, show yeah. off a little bit more of that suit. But, you know, there are limitations. And for what it is, this is still the coolest looking Predator we've gotten since mm-hmm. the original design. It's such a cool reinvention of you that character. You mean you didn't like the cybernetic... Uh, Predator suit revealed at the end of Shane Black's The Predator. Dan Greamer, I have words for you. I can't <laughs> believe. Oh man, what that mm, that movie was bad. The Predator, The Predator, Prey's good. The Predator, bad. We should probably talk about the final fight or the last couple fight scenes because I want to talk a little bit about that final confrontation. Well, the penultimate confrontation between um, the. The, the the one the one mildly not well not sympathetic at all the one the one guy who has the pistol who oh, the, the French, and the French guy, and then yeah. also Beavers this character and then Naru as well you know that that entire sequence is so good and you know she gives you know in return for this guy kind of teaching her how to use this pistol uh, even before that you know she's compassionate towards him and cauterizes the wound um, but also like. Um, gives him some of the special herb that like fr- like freezes your blood essentially lowers uh, your body temperature straight yeah, so, down. So people like it's it's one of the really good payoffs in the movie where early on it establishes she's, because she's a good tracker she's mm-hmm. really good uh, good at medicine mm-hmm. and so you know someone's been attacked by this mountain lion and she gives them this like orange flower that is used to um, slow down your heart rate cools your blood and so you kind of go into this kind of uh, this shock but because your blood is cold. No warm blood, you're not losing blood faster, so you're mm-hmm. more likely to survive. And she gives it to, to this guy, and she realises the Predator can't see him because his body's gone yeah. cold. And that's why in the final fight, she takes him herself so he doesn't see him. But I also love that bit, because like even though he is undetectable to him, <laughs> still just gets stepped on and absolutely messed <laughs> up. I love that. I was very worried that we were going to get some kind of redeemable colonizer here after how awful they were but the movie committed to the bit you know it was like no this guy sucks as well 
Uh, we're going to mess them up big time. And then you get, you know, um, Naro's brother comes in. Just like, that's such a great fight scene. Because, like, you're just rooting for him to come out on top. I was just like, come on. And it's almost like, I've read online other people have been saying this as well. It's almost like the confrontation you wish Billy had with the Predator in the original movie. Mm. Um, and I in don't... our minds, that what ha- that's what yes. happened off screen. But yeah. it's also interesting because during that, that fight scene, um, I've, read, I've read as well online that in the Comanche dub, the subtitles for what he yells out when, or either when he gets stabbed or just before, he's saying cheetah. He's calling the Predator a cheat. And I love that mm. as well, you know. This predator considers himself, you know, an honourable kind of warrior, whatever. He's basically shooting lions with machine guns. Mm. Like, there is no, you know, equal playing field for him. And as soon as the playing field, you know, and and it takes someone to outsmart him to actually defeat him. But I love that. I love how he got to go toe-to-toe with him. And, you know, and very nearly come out on top. It's a great scene. Yeah, and... You know, Arnie bests the Predator to an extent in... in the art foxes him. The, the, the initial, but with this kind of being the, again, presumably first time that a, a Predator has come to has come to Earth, um, he kind of is feeling kind of full of himself. And he, you know, even in the fights that he wins, he's still getting pretty messed up mm. um, from, all, from all parties, you know. Oh, there is that amazing bit where with the guns where they have the old oh my guns, god I feel and like they this... shoot the predator and nothing happens so they quickly try to like lick the gunpowder and like oh get my their god. big sticks I'm to put so, the bullets back so in. glad we have a movie set during like the age of fucking flintocks and muskets and it shows how long they took to reload and the predator just kind of does this head tilt just kind like, of looks at them <laughs> really really um and you know like yeah, no, I, I love that bit. Um, we should talk about the final fight scene before we wrap yes. up. But yeah, the um, the final confrontation, um, it kind of just comes out of nowhere. We have the bit where she escapes the camp and then the the awful Frenchie who is the instigator of all the awfulness to um, Naro and her brother. Um, he's like, you know, she she's able to capture him. She cuts off his leg. The rats are nibbling at him. He's like, ah, <laughs> She leaves a rifle um, near for him, so he'll go to it and, you know, use it. Uh, fully conscious of the fact that she has lured the Predator to their position, but she's taken the, the herb that means yeah. that she's undetectable. Um, it's also another great callback call back to earlier when she is trying to kill the mountain lion and everyone else is like, no, we need to just hunt it down. And she's mm-hmm. like, no, we're gonna, we should put out bait to lure it in. Yeah. And so she uses this guy's leg as the bait with the blood trail to lure the predator in. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Again, it's, it's a very, um, I don't know, it's a very bookendish movie. I mm-hmm. described it in my review on Letterboxd as kind of a one-shot. Mm-hmm. Kind of like oh, a, it feels very much like a Dark Horse comic. Yeah, like it feels which is like, great. Yeah, I, I yeah. like that it's quite, um, you know, at the end, it's like the end. You know, the, yeah. in the end credits, they have like a small tease, but it's you know, just <laughs> not not a massive thing. Um, and I really like that it was very conclusive, and it felt like that because of those elements of oh, here's a thing that we set up earlier that's coming back into play. And you know, again in that final fight earlier, she falls into this bog, and she figures out a way to pull herself out of it, and she traps the predator in the same in the bog, bog in the bog of doom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, and like um, she manages to get the helmet off him. Uh, and and like lays it as a trap mm-hmm. and um, points the the laser guarded thing at the dude's face just because she knows that he's going to be an idiot and use the this and use is the as darts. Far as you go. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, it's just really good. And then she returns and you know covered with, in that green blood, covered in green blood with the uh, 
with with not only the predator's head but also the the pistol, which I can't go into detail <laughs> with you about because that would mean spoiling the end of Predator Two, and and you'll you'll watch the end of Predator Two and go, wow, I have seen the light. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that that was Prey. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think it's probably the second best Predator movie. Um, it's definitely well executed. Um, but there are a few, there are a few just a, a few little things that kind of take it down for me. But overall, you know, a great movie. Um, and I hope this means that we're going to get more Predator stuff in the future. And I would definitely not say no to more from Trachtenberg uh, on this franchise. I'd love to see... You know, they, they could even follow up with Nara's character even more and continue down that line. But I think Predator works best almost like an anthology. You want it to go into different, you know, unique settings and follow with different characters and do this and that. I'd love a serious AVP new crossover, but do it good. <laughs> <laughs> I stand by the fact that the first AVP is actually okay. Second, it's okay. Second one is horrendous, but yeah, a short but sweet podcast. But then again, Prey is also quite short and sweet in itself. It, it's a nice contained little little story. Um, and as you say, it's been really great to see people online kind of come up with settings for yes. one-off, you know, little predator adventures. And, you know, may, do we want that? Do we want, like, the predators to have come to Earth that many times and be killed by people that many times? I don't, I don't know. I think you can definitely diversify that, but... Um, well, I think there's so the... many a wealth of ideas you can you can pull from for different settings and time periods. You think of like you know I don't know feudal Japan, we Yakuza, should, we should Predator, have, you know. We because again it's Predator Two ending Jack related. the Ripper Predator. Well, that's the thing. There's a comic that's like about Predator, but he's the myth of Springheel Jack, mm-hmm. and he's going up against like you know uh, a British officer or whatever. But I feel like. You know, again, people who have seen Predator 2's ending, you'll know what I'm on about here. Um, you know, th- there are a bunch of Predators who have been hunting on the Earth for hundreds of years. Uh, and they have, well, not maybe not hundreds of years, but they've, they've basically, you know, enjoyed the spoils of war, as it were. I don't know how long a Yautja lives for. Maybe someone who's more clued up on the lore of the franchise can tell me. But, you know, maybe maybe we need to get a Predator movie in the future where, where they do win. You know, maybe that's the yeah. whole thing. is that Because that happened in the comics a bunch of times as well. Um, maybe we go into the far future. Maybe we go all the way into like Jason X. Like Jason X, yeah. Or Predator X. Yeah. Predator Z. Isn't that an X Men comic? Oh. Predator X. I feel like that's an X Men <laughs> comic. I can't remember. But yeah, I think this has been the Wheel of Dad Movies podcast. We very much enjoyed Prey. Yeah, the Dad Movies podcast where we sometimes talk about dad movies spin-offs that are related to dad movie things, such as this and Look, Top Gun Maverick. Anything can... Well, Top Gun Maverick is definitely a dad movie. Let's not try. Prey in front of... I'm just going off my dad's tastes here. You know, I think he would have had a good time. Um, but yeah, I want to shout out my patrons as well. Thank you so much for supporting me. Uh, Tom Mulgrew, Shaka and Josh Brown very much appreciated you can of course support the wheel of dad movies podcast yourself uh by going to patreon.com forward slash wheel of dad movies there are three separate tiers of different goodiness uh i wrote an essay uh last month about john mctiernan it was a great time i ended up going way overboard and i'm also probably going to do something soon in the essay medium (laughs) at some point i don't know what i'm going to do i kind of want to write about big trouble in little china because Mm -hmm. i want to do an episode on that as well 
one of my favourite movies of all time. I watched it again last week uh, and I would love to talk about it. We are seeing The Thing on the big screen very soon. We are. I wouldn't call that a bad movie. Where can they find you? You and online. They can find me online at twitter.com forward slash you and ruins things. They can also find the podcast online at twitter.com forward slash we love dad movies. Where can they find you? In an ethereal plane. In the ethereal plane. Yeah. yeah we'll go with that. Yeah. Maybe you're on the Predator home ship right now. Beep beep boop. Do See it, you later. Dancing with Danny Glover and the rest of the Predators and that. I don't understand this reference. No, no I, I showed do. you I the behind the scenes one. clip. Yes, I understand yeah, that one. Yes. I see. It's a good time. But yeah, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.